You said that being in your 30s is just like being in your 20s? It is. Except I get hangovers from eating fucking Chinese food and I got a sore back. Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 86. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. And today we're going to continue the arc of the Mono Problematic with the Mono Blue Deck. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? A whole ton is going down. We're going to continue our odyssey through the mono problematic problems of every color in the game of Magic the Gathering. This week, we're going to do essentially the exact opposite of what we did last week and do a blue deck. Yeah, they're still a popular color pairing, but like with white and blue. But we're not pairing them. We're doing them on their own. Yeah. Does anybody play mono color decks anymore? I do. I feel like they're, they've fallen out of favor. Yes, they're a dying breed because I think people are looking to just build more well-rounded decks as opposed to really focusing in on one super good or super powerful strategy that a color will, a monocolor will offer you. Huh. That's uh, what I think. You know what I think? I think that you should just oppress your enemies with just mono blue counters and combo all day. I think you're a piece of shit. Yeah, that's not what we're doing, FYI, CCO Nation. <laughs> no, yeah. We would never do that to you guys, because I will not allow it. And Ryan started doing it, and then decided not to when he was building this deck. That's right, I changed some of my includes in the list today, based on some of Brando's recommendations, because he actually used to have a deck fairly similar to this. We did it back in episode... Four or five, really? Five, I think. It was Kami of the Crescent Moon, where everything was, uh, I guess, clone tribal. <laughs> yeah, the deck actually had no... And I think it had one actual creature in it, besides Kami. And other than that, it was all steal your opponent's stuff, clone your opponent's stuff, copy your opponent's stuff. Very excellent. So that one, great. This one, a little bit different. It's got what we call a commander in the box, or a jack-in-the-box commander. We coined that, by the way. Yes. Just in case there's anybody else out there doing that right now, just saying. Well, people already steal our song and they steal our ideas. Right? I don't know, whatever. Don't care. <laughs> no, it's not a big deal. It just means the ideas are good. And the song is awesome, and that's why it's a car commercial and a Magic the Gathering official song now. Uh, it was a CFL commercial. Hey, speaking of CFL, uh, riders in the playoffs... I don't know if anybody in anywhere other than Canada knows what that means, and anybody else that isn't from Saskatoon or Saskatchewan can all get effed. I suppose. I, I probably won't watch the game. I'm sorry. You can come to my house. We'll drink beer and or other consumable beverages and or foods. Okay. All right, yeah. All right, I'm in. I'm in. I will watch the game as long as I can drink beer. Okay, good. Uh, teaser, who are we doing today? I did definitely pass her 87 times. We are doing Empress Galena. Empress Galena. We talked about her recently, didn't we? She was on a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you played her. I had mentioned that she was expensive and foils were redonk. Uh, invasion. Excellent set. And I just noticed on her art, I don't know if this is a teaser because you can't see it anyway. I, I literally noticed this right when you said you noticed it. <laughs> There's a little otter right behind her. I think that's an otter. Yeah. I suppose. She's sitting in a clamshell with an otter. That's so nice. Don't Google clam. Clamshell and otter. Yeah, don't do that. No. No, 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 no. Give her a read. Empress Galena is a 1-3 for blue, blue, 3. Ugh. She's a legend. I think she's a... Is she a merfolk? I think she's a merfolk. She's a merfolk. She is a merfolk, and she has blue, blue, tap. Gain control of target legend or legendary permanent. Period. Yes. Wow, there is also in parentheses, this effect doesn't end at end of turn. I thought that that's what the period signified. Because if you're going to give it back, it would have said, give it back. And there's no real condition. There's no unless, you know, if she untaps, you have to give it back. None of that crap. It's you tap her, you take the thing, it's yours now. Then she untaps, you take another thing, that is also yours now. As long as it's legendary. It's every commander in the game. Every single one of them. That's pretty good. Before we get into the rest of the deck or a reminder of what the arc is about, how about we do some social media cords and some shout outs and, ooh, and new giveaway. Not new, but new for this arc giveaway. Okay. 
We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's list, next week's list, and any other list that we do throughout the course of the show. We're commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, lists you might want that you think might suffer from the monocolor problem that you'd like us to CCO tune up for you. Ooh. I thought you were going to say nudes. No nudes. Clam and otter nudes. That's going to end poorly for us. You know that. Yes. Everything that anybody's ever Googled that we've told them not to. Not good. We get it. And it never turns out the way we want it to. We're also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, edhrec.com, Flipside Gaming, where you can use promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order. Podomatic, where we maintain an epic stranglehold on the number one position there. We're also on Facebook and YouTube and mtgonslot.com where you can use that promo code I mentioned earlier, CCOFU, to get 15% off your entire order and get a bunch of stuff that will allow you to pimp your game outside the game. All sweet things and or places to do and or check out. Now, I did those ones a little bit out of order, but I always do this one at the end. Oh, here it, we go. It's Plug the official. Ears, everybody. It's not that bad, is it? It's pretty bad. Watch this. Watch how many new listeners we get when I do this. Just watch with your eyes <laughs> into the future when we release this episode days from now. Where can you find us on our officially official home? CommanderCookout.com. I even did the jazz hands. You're welcome. Okay, so if your eardrums are not shattered... <laughs> <laughs> And uh, if you like Brando's singing, no, that, um, no, nobody likes my singing. That's that's fine. I can accept it. I'm a, I'm a grown up, and I know I I'm not very good at singing. I'm okay with that. <laughs> with the fact that I'm not very good at the fact that I am aware that I'm not very good at it, but I do it anyway. This, what you said. <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned YouTube. We have got some new video content coming out. Huge thank you to all of our patrons who made it happen, right? We had the stretch goal to hit a certain number of patrons to unlock some additional content. I don't know if we want to touch on the Ultimate Masters debacle, but I'm sure that we're going to be doing a What's in Your Shopping Cart article on it. Probably, yeah. Because there, there's definitely going to be good stuff in that set, but uh, we're going to save that for a future show and or... Possibly a bonus episode. Uh, possibly an article. Possibly both. Maybe. You can hear us rag on it or praise it, probably both. You know what? Here's the here's the funny thing is we're probably both going to rag on it and we're probably both going to praise it because there's going to be good stuff and bad stuff to come from both of us. Right. That is what I agree with. I agree with that statement. So yeah, yeah I guess stay tuned to commandercookout.com and CCO podcast in the future. Yes, it's going to be interesting, we hope. And again, big shout out to the patrons for unlocking the YouTube. Speaking of the YouTube, the contest for this arc, seven episode arc. We did the math. Let us know what we get over the course of the seven episode arc. Okay. As you are all aware, on every show since whatever show we started doing it way back in the day, because we can say that now, we started doing Card of the Week. And so what we're doing for this arc, as we're tuning up mono-problematic decks, fixing problems, we are going to do a Card of the Week each week that we think fits into the mono-color strategy slash any strategy, and at the end of the arc... We're going to get those cards in foil and give them away. So far, we have a Cather's Crusade. We're going to add another card to it today. Oh, baby. And you can enter to win the contest. We're kind of pushing our new YouTube content right now. So if you go to YouTube, a follow, a like, a share, subscribe. If you click the little bell, I think that's still a thing you can do. Yeah, I think the, the YouTube versions of all of those words are a subscribe or a comment. I think that's what we're looking at, right? Just... Interact with our YouTube videos, watch them, check them out. Just let us know if we're, we're doing a good job. If we're not doing a good job, how can we improve? Let us know. You help us out. You will be entered into the draw to win at least seven super sweet foil cards. And we promise we're not going to foil garbage you for this arc. Sometimes, oh, yeah. we, sometimes we pick some stinkers because they're funny, but we're going to try and pick actual cards that we hope people will want for this arc. Yeah. yeah. Uh, funny thing. Constructive criticism on the YouTube comments is always appreciated, but never have I received so many FUs on all of the comments. Are they to both of us or just to you? I'm, I stay away from comment sections. I should probably, given that I am now 
fostering one, I should probably read the comments, but uh, I haven't yet. No, the comments are good. Uh, CCO Nation is, I'm sure of it, the best audience out of any MTG content. Oh, suck it, all other MTG content. Yeah, and the FUs are usually trailing behind some constructive criticism or praise. Sometimes they like our t-shirts. Um, check out the higher level stretch goals for our Patreon uh, campaign if you like CCO merch, I guess, because uh, that's a thing. But uh, no, thanks a lot. The, the comments are great. The subscriptions are great. And all of the FUs are always welcome. And in true CCO nation or uh, fashion, F all you guys too. Yeah. Every single one of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of effing somebody, we've got a new shout out. Do tell. We're going to try and stay away from the obvious here. Shout out to Daniel Ballow, spelt phonetically ball ow. <laughs> I said we're going to stay away from the obvious, but now that I said ball ow, I'm just hearkening back to times where your pedal slips off your bike and you nut yourself on that crossbar. <laughs> Or like some kind of sports reference where you get the ball right uh. in the junk. You know when you get a touchdown, you slam the ball down in the end zone and footballs take that weird bounce because they're oblong shaped and the ball comes right back up <laughs> yeah. and nuts you? Oh, it's like in on The Simpsons with the football in the groin. Near when he goes down. Have sure. you seen that? Football mm. in the groin has a football in the groin. Near. That's the sound it makes. Dan <laughs> Daniel, near, ball owl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a nickname. But Daniel, thank you very much. Welcome to CCO Nation and FU2. Correct. List? List. Okay. We talked about Empress Galena? Galena. The old font on those cards and my old man not functional eyes makes them really hard to read, but... That is actually one of the reasons they changed to the new borders. FU Evan. I still like the old borders better. I still like them better. Absolutely. I'll just hold the card closer to my face. I'm fine with that. Old border stand up. Speaking of old borders standing up, our first creature in our first section, which is the creature section, is Baron Master Wizard. He is old. I guarantee that nothing on his body stands up. He's a 1-1 one, one for 3. Counts as a wizard. He's a wizard, okay? <laughs> See, this was back before creature types had like super and subtypes. Yes. So if you were a legend, you were a legend and nothing else. So they had to tell you that that guy's a wizard, even though it says wizard in his fucking name. He's a wizard legend. What you do is pay to sack a perm, return target creature to its owner's hand could be their creature or your creature. I've used him in both ways. Baron Master Wizards, not joking, my very first ever commander deck. This was back when Telerian Academy and Emrakul were legal. So you can you can definitely tell that that deck was super fun to play against. It super was, let me tell you. Now I hate this card, this next card. And I think after we've read what it does, I think that everybody else is going to hate it too. Beguiler of Wills. Beguiler of Wills. 1-1 one, one for 5. Okay, so it's already terrible. It's from uh, Dark Ascension, so it's got the new card frame. Terrible. It's Human Wizard. I swear we're not playing Wizard Tribal. And you can tap it to gain control of target creature with power less than the number of creatures you control. Let's just go back to that first line. It's a 1-1 one, one for 5. Bad. So that's terrible. Oh, wait. And it's a Mythic Rare. <laughs> Like, this card is so bad. Like, the picture is nice. Yeah. It'll probably be a really pretty foil. Yeah. But when does Blue have a big swarm of creatures so it can steal somebody's, I don't know, Emrakul, Omnath, Kozilek, Blightsteel Colossus? You know what? Maybe... Especially when your one ones cost you a frickin' five. <laughs> Maybe keep Beguiler of Wills in mind for the remainder of the show. We'll see how many creatures we can amass. Just play on summon instead. Stay positive. <laughs> stay positive. That's okay. the motto of today's episode. Okay, well, we're going to stay positive and we're going to talk about something positive because here's a card with the old border in Blind Seer. Yeah, a little bit better on the vanilla scale. He's a 3-3 three, three for 4 and... He is a legend of some sort. Don't know the creature type because he's just a legend. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess monk based on his hat. He might be a wizard. Now Don't a, care. Now he's a monk because we're not playing wizard tribal. Blue one target spell or permanent becomes the color of your choice until end of turn. Now why do we want to do that? Just in case. We're going to see in the future. Okay. How about callous oppressor? Yeah, look at the novel of text on that, and it's from Onslaught. It's not even that old. It's a one, two for three. Everything costs blue, blue, and then some other amount of mana so far, like every card <laughs> in the deck almost. 
Uh, you can choose to not untap him, and when he comes into play, an opponent chooses a creature type, you can tap him to gain control of a creature that isn't the chosen creature type for as long as Callus Oppressor remains tapped. So the key here is you pick the guy that's not playing the tribal deck to pick the creature type, and then you hope that they don't pick the thing that you want to protect it. Yeah, so you're playing Callus Oppressor, I'm playing zombies, you pick me, I say zombies, you can control whatever you want that is not a zombie. Exactly. So if you pick F.U. Smitty and he's just playing garbage.deck, doesn't matter type creatures, you pick him, he picks like Angel because he's playing Sigarda. Yeah, or he'll pick Giant to protect his Sun Titan or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then you can gain control of whatever else he controls or you can gain control of any of my zombies. Correct. So, okay, that's kind of a weird card, but you can tap it to gain control of a creature for essentially three mana. That's a really good rate, actually, because if you gain control of, like, a five drop, that's a really good tempo advantage. You spent three and went down a card. I spent five, and now I'm down that same card. And you're up my five mana card. Keep that in mind, CCO Nation, when we talk about cards that steal or tap or bounce, because we're looking to gain mana advantage and build up a board presence because I th I think that's where blue's weak. Blue doesn't have that awesome board presence that green or like two or three colored tribal decks have, right? You think of like the Edgar Markov vampire deck. It always has like a hundred one two two two. You're staring down an army of dudes with yeah. a bunch of enchantments and artifacts behind them, and it's very intimidating. Blue typically isn't going to have that. Blue gains its card advantage from exactly that, drawing cards, having card advantage. So its board presence is usually a little bit weak. Even compared to mono white, like last week, your your mono white wrath and token list, you aim to wrath to put everybody down to your level and then pump out a bunch of fast tokens with something like Cathar's Crusade or Anointed Procession. That's how you gain card advantage in white. Blue, you do it with cards, but not today. Not today. You're we... looking to steal creatures on the cheap. All right, sticking with the old bordered aesthetic. This is great. Also, a question I'm going to ask you in the middle of me reading this card. Cephalid Retainer. Is there a Cephalid theme happening here? Ooh, I've noticed a lot of those. You keyed on to something. Wait until you see the jack-in-the-box commandy. Okay. All right, what about Cephalid Retainer? What's he there for? Two, three, for four. Blue, blue, two. You go blue, blue to tap target creature without flying. Uh, he just, uh, he stops people from attacking you because like pre-combat you can tap stuff or you can tap stuff when you attack with maybe that stolen creature from Callus Suppressor. They've got one other creature you tap it, you swing in with their big dude. I don't know, it's good. He could be a super terrible Richardurn port for a mana dork. Ha-ha! There you go, tricks. Another old border card in Urtai, Wizard Adept. Another legend that counts as a wizard. <laughs> blue 2, 1, 1. You go blue, blue, 2. Tap him. Counter target spell. Uh, repeatable. I think the, the theme of the deck, you're going to see there's lots of repeatable effects that you get from your board presence, your creatures that you have in play. Is this the erratic portal or whatever behind him? It is. Neat. I like that. That's some flavor and some cool art. Now we're back in the shit with a new border spell, and it is Hydar Runewind Master. Yeah, Hydar? Hydar? Hydar. Sure. Whatever. Rhyme Wind Master. He's a 3 3 for 5. Ooh, Human Wizard, 2 tap, return target permanent to its owner's hand. Play this ability only if you control 4 or more snow permanents. So, Rhyme Wind in. Cold Snap was tied to four or more snow permanents. Fine. This is the legendary guy that does it. And he's repeatable bounce. So we've got repeatable steel on Callus Suppressor, repeatable counter on Urte, repeatable bounce on Hydar. Neat. Okay. So we're, we're building up a board presence and disrupting our opponents. We're going back. We're going to stick with the new border. And some really cool art on oh, this replay. Oh, yeah, dude. I like this a lot on Kega the Tidestar. Yeah, six drop, five, five flyer. So there's something to say about that right there in blue, right? Yes. When it dies, gain control of target creature. So I'm going to beat your face until you have something to either kill my thing or block it that's bigger than it. And then I'm going to steal that thing. Dang. So I'm just going to get my beats in, right? 
It's a good card. I I played it in my clone dot deck. I cut it for a clone. I think it was stunt double I cut it for. Just because I found usually when it died, it was because it got wrath, and there's nothing left for it to take. That is a definite uh, weak point of, of him for sure. But uh, you know what? Again, board presence, and if anybody Fs with me and he dies, I'm just going to steal their best thing and beat him with it. That's I've, pretty good. I've already got my damage and mana out of the card from hitting you for five, maybe two, three times. Right, and then I'm gonna get your thing. It's like taking somebody's two by four, hammering a nail through it, and then going at them with it. I, you, you're from PA. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right, back into the old border with Lawan Cephalid Empress. Here we have our commandy in the box. Ooh. Yeah, two two Cephalid Legend. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, uh, two, three. Sorry, I don't know. If, what did I say? Two, three. Whatever. Two, three. From Torment. Blue, three. When Cephalid, Luan Cephalid Empress enters the battlefield, return all blue creatures your opponent's control to their owner's hands. Your opponents can't play blue creature spells. Huh. Hmm. So... You're going to see we've got some weird includes for this kind of deck, but they're going to give us a lot of mileage out of Lawan. I dig it. Yeah, she's like uh, she's like um, 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 Cyclonic Rift for blue on a creature. So she's going to stick around and she's going to get a couple beats in. Maybe you can dink somebody for two, four, six, eight damage with her after you've bounced all their stuff. And she looks really cool too. I'm not sure what a Cephalid is. I think it's some kind of octopus person. But this is cool. That's exactly what they are. Neat. Y- yeah, lots of tentacles and beaks and I don't know if you should just maybe stay away from that on the internet. Yeah, don't Google that. You know who else kind of looks like it has tentacles and beaks? Memnarch. And spiky things. Seven drop, four, five. Wizard. Weird. Okay, blue, blue, one. Target creature, no, target permanent becomes an artifact in addition to its other types and it lasts forever. Great. You can go blue, three, gain control of target artifact. Repeatable steel. Repeatable steel. Okay. Meal, meal, mere battle sphere. Yeah, maybe CCO staple. I don't know. Seven drop again, four, five, mere construct. When it enters the battlefield, you get four, one, one colorless mere tokens to go along with it. And when you attack, you may tap X, untap mirrors you control. If you do, mirror battle sphere gets plus X plus zero and deals X damage to the player or planeswalker it's attacking. So really, he's like an 8-7 when he attacks. It's crazy. And he dinks a planeswalker for four usually. It's pretty good. Yeah, super sweet. How about Royal Elemental? Ooh, 3-2 for six. Ooh. But it flies, so you're going to get damage in with it. Remember, board presence, landfall. When a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may gain control of target creature as long as you control royal elemental repeatable steel. Very good. Remember, uh, you going down a card, and I'm going up a card. That is board presence, board advantage, card advantage, and we didn't even draw a card. We just played a land. Dig that. How about Psy Master Thopterist? Yeah, weird guy. Artificer, not a wizard. One four for three. Whenever you cast an artifact, create a one one colorless Thopter artifact creature, and you can pay blue one, sack two artifacts, draw a card. Speaking of artifacts, how about Scuttlemutt? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Well, he's an artifact, and he's called Scuttlemutt, and he's the next card in the list. He's a two two scarecrow for three. Tap for a mana of any color, so he's like a mana dork, but you can also tap him to. Make a creature the color of your choice until end of turn. Going back to Lawan. Maybe make, you can make him blue. Make something blue and then you can bounce it. Yeah, I used to play him in Animar to make things black or white. What the hell's going on in that picture, by the way? What is that? I don't know. I, it, I would say it looks like a pile of garbage, but it doesn't even look like a pile of garbage. It's like just a bunch of stuff if on a, a thing. If, if a pile of garbage lost like 15 pounds and you didn't recognize them since high school, it's like, whoa. <laughs> like, is he like trees does he have four legs is that a shower head there i would say it's coming out of his butt but i don't know which end of him is his butt yeah this right. is a they, sh- they weren't thinking on that one let's just let's just keep going how about sower of temptation two two flyer for four remember flying when it enters the battlefield steal a creature period yeah board advantage card advantage how about talarand sky summoner 2-2 two, two for 4 again. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you get a 2-2 two, two blue drake with flying. 
Not a whole ton of instants and sorceries, but enough that I think that you're going to get some board presence out of that. Dig it. How about Thada Adele? Another stealer. So she's 2-2 Island Walk, so you're going to dink all over people with islands for three. When she hits a player, you search their library for an artifact and you get that. You, you can cast it, I guess. You can play it. You have, to pl- you have to have the mana to play it, but if you don't play it, it's gone from the game. Yeah, but if you do have the mana to play it, you get Soul Ring or Sensei's Divining Top or Commander's Sphere or Swiftfoot Boots, you know what I mean? Skull Clamp. Skull Clamp, yeah, to get some of those drakes or uh, your Thopters. How about a Tide Spout Tyrant? Oh, baby. 5-5 five, five, Flyer for 8. Oh, but just wait, there's more. Not only is he going to beat the crap out of you in the air, just like uh, Kai, Kaiga? Kaiga. Kaiga, sure. Um, whenever you cast a spell, return target permanent to its owner's hand. That's brutal. Yes. Wow. Whenever you do anything, so you're already, you're already stealing people's stuff to get your card advantage. You're going down, I'm going up. When that happens, you're also going down a land. Ooh. Yeah, or your best artifact, or anything. It's dirty. Your last blocker, and I'm going to bash in for like 25 of your creature's damage. <laughs> yes! <laughs> All right, man, last creature. We have a Whirler Rogue. When Whirler Rogue enters the battlefield, create two 1-1 one, one colorless Thopter artifact creature tokens with flying. Tap two untapped artifacts you control. Target creature can't be blocked this turn. I would suggest you should alter her so she's holding two thopters in her hand like nunchucks and swinging them around. <laughs> yeah. That'd be sweet. She's in there. You can bounce her with a couple of different things to get more thopters. You can make the creatures that you steal unblockable. Huh? That's yeah. not bad. All right, let's do some instants and sorceries. All right, let's start with Alter Reality. Alter Reality is a instant for blue one that says change the text of target permanent or spell by replacing all instances of one color word with another. And it has flashback for blue and one. So with your Lawan Cephalid Empress, when she bounces all blue permanents, you can just change that to all green permanents or all red permanents with Alter Reality. You could also bounce your Lawan Cephalid Empress with your Tidespout Tyrant player again, Alter Reality from your graveyard because it has flashback to another color. It's a magical hack. That's what slang for change a color word means. So when you see that, I'm just going to say another magical hack. Nice. Boomerang. Bounces a permanent. Common deer. I hate this card. Trap card in your estimations, right? Mm, yes. Let us know what it does. Common deer is an instant for blue, blue, five. Well, so seven. The second paragraph on the card says, gain control of target non-creature spell. You may choose new targets for it. That's terrible. Now, you, you the- can gain control of somebody's spell. Yes. The first paragraph says you may remove two blue cards in your hand from the game rather than pay Commandeer's mana cost. So at the cost of this card plus two more, you can essentially change the target of target spell. Now, I didn't really think of it like that when I put it in. If you hard cast it for seven, you're probably not changing the target of a spell that costs seven or more. So you're at a mana disadvantage because everything that's big like that affects everything and it doesn't matter who uh, who it targets because it's not targeting anything. Yeah, what are you, are you going to commandeer a, a, a warp world or a wrath of God or a path to exile? A path to exile, right? You're going to go down six mana in tempo to not have your creature die? I or, mean, or chuck two cards to do the same thing? You're like, going to go down three cards to have not your creature die? The only time I've ever seen this card like be the blowout that it needs to be for the high cost that it's set at is when you take control of somebody else's Cyclonic Rift. <sighs> Because they kick a rift, you don't have yours, so you can either pay rift mana to rift them instead, or you can wreck your own hand to rift the board. Yeah, you know what? I think it's better to just play rift. Yeah, I think I think Commandeer is an easy cut in the deck. Speaking of which, next card. Cyclonic Rift. Cyclonic Rift, okay, there you go. You can bounce a thing or bounce all the things. How about Cryptic Command? Four mana counter spell, choose two. Counter a spell, return a permanent to its owner's hand, tap all creatures your opponents control. That's the underrated one. Yep. And draw a card. You can choose two of those, and it's always awesome. 
It's a good card. How about Desertion? Counter a spell. If it's a creature or an artifact, you get it. So it's, you're going down the card, they're going down the card, but you're getting the card, so you're up a card. You got to leave five mana open for that, though. God dang. I don't know, man. Trap? It's, it's worth it every time. Is it? Yeah. You think? Mm -hmm. You got to get something that's good for five mana? You can destroy their, if they're a general focus deck, you just get them. Oh, I want to steal their commander so bad. Or when somebody's doing something ridiculous, like, say, ramping into an Emrakul or playing, I don't know, Draco. <laughs> just get it. Just get it. Because you're going to play creatures that you don't have in blue. And you just get it. Yep. And yeah, people will see it coming and, oh, you blue countered me. But you get it. It's good. Yeah. We're going to get into another spell that's just like this that's kind of a trap, and we'll talk about that in a minute. First up, let's talk about Dominate. Blue, blue, one, X, gain control of target creature with mana cost X or less. Usually gets you a small guy, right? Get, gets the mana dork, gets... It's something. mana inefficient, but if you need to steal something relatively early game, you're going to get it. Evacuation. Instant, yes. Blue, blue, three, return all creatures to their owner's hands. Here's the card I was talking about earlier. Gather specimens. Ooh, blue, blue, three? If a creature would enter the battlefield under an opponent's control, it uh, comes into play under your control instead. Now, here's why this is a trap card. Desertion is very clean cut. You counter it, you get the spell. You, sure. You get the creature. Okay. You can also counter a spell with it. Oh, yeah, you could counter a like a Path to Exile. Correct. You wouldn't, but you could. Gather Specimens doesn't do either of those things. Gather Specimen just gives you control of the creature for six mana. So you have it in your hand, and you're like, oh, do I use it now? Do you, use it? you could use it to steal a general, but I think the the nagging instinct in the back of your brain, and lots of people fall for this, I've fallen for it, I've seen lots of people fall for it, is you're waiting for somebody to do the big token turn. You're waiting for the Avenger of Zendikar to come into play. You're waiting to get Zakama off of that gather specimen so you can untap that six god dang mana you're holding open. You're waiting for somebody to play Storm Herd or something, <laughs> or something insane like that, right? Where they're going to try to blow you out, and you're going to get the 10,000 cat tokens. You're going to get the million goblins. Oh, you tap a Krenko, F you, I'm going to get 10,000 goblins instead. And in that way, it's really good, but I think a lot of people play it assuming that's going to happen, and then you end up with kind of a less good card in other games. Here's the thing that I'm trying to drive home with this arc in general. If we're using this to come at you from a teaching standpoint for any new members of CCO Nation... Yeah, I'm spending a card, you're spending a card, and I get your card. So we're both down, but then I go up because I get yours. So that's like card advantage on board. But you have to remember, you held up six mana to cast this on your opponent. And if you're not getting something that's worth six mana, you, I think Brando might be right in that it, it, you can fall into the trap. Like if you're just getting a whatever, a three drop that has some ETB ability... I mean, maybe if the ETB ability kills something, then you're up two cards and it's like awesome, right? Or if you're getting a Zakama or like a a Grave Titan, right? Yeah. Like you're getting so much value out of those cards or a Big Daddy Butt Sex Trastodon. They've spent nine mana. You've spent six and you get their thing and you get to kill a bunch of stuff. That's when this card's good. But if, it, if you can't craft that scenario, I don't know if that card's worth it. To be fully honest. The perfect scenario with Gather Specimens is Terastodon. Because you play Gather Specimens, you get their Terastodon, you blow up all their shit, and you get the elephants. Why? Because a creature would come into play under an opponent's control this turn. So you blow up all their land, they would get the elephants, so you get the elephants instead. Oh, lordy, lordy, yes. Yeah, that's the perfect scenario. It doesn't for steal specimens. the creature from the stack, it just makes it so I get all the creatures that you would play. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's really good. All right, let's move along to Grip of Phyresis. Gain control of target equipment, then put a 0-0 black germ into play and attach the equipment to it. So it steals an equipment. Cool. Very cool. How about Hibernation? Haha, you need to magical hack this one. It's an instant for three. Return all green permanents to their owner's hand. You could just, when that's on the stack, shift it to eh, whatever color that you want to bounce all the creatures of. Correct. Insidious will. Four mana. Choose one. Counter target spell. Okay, whatever. You may choose new targets for something. Cool. Or copy something, and you may choose new targets. Cool. You can do whatever you want. It's awesome. 
It's a very good card. How about Mystic Confluence? Oh, baby. Five mana, blue, blue, three. Choose three this time. Wow. I love choosing three. Counter target spell unless it's controller pays three. Mana leak. Return target creature on his hand. Unsummon. Draw card. Draw card. Draw card, draw card, draw, 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 draw. It's great. It's very good. How about Rewind? Ooh, this makes it so you can counter stuff and still have mana open for that gather specimens. Okay. Counter target spell, untap up to four lands, and it costs blue, blue, two. Supplant form. Uh, I don't remember what this one does. I got to read it. Blue, blue, four. Instant return target creature to its owner's hand. You put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of that creature. Ooh. It's clone and boomerang on the same card. Boomerang. I guess it's, un it's unsummon, and, but still, it's cool. Boomer it's cool. summon. Summonerang. I don't know. <laughs> How about Sway of Illusion? That is a magical hack for two mana that lets you draw a card. Nice. Yeah, actually. Sometimes that's relevant, even if you're not, it's not what you're doing. All right, sorceries. There are two of them, starting with Blatant Thievery. Seven mana, steal everything. That's a game winner. Sorry, steal one thing from each opponent. Could still be a game winner. Very much so, because it's permanent, and I've spent one card and I've gone up three or four cards. How about Washout? That is a magical hack, all permanents of the color of your choice until end of turn. No, I said that wrong. How about Washout? Return all permanents of the color of your choice to their owner's hand. Nice. Yeah, really good alongside Lawan because you could hit blue with her and then something else with Washout. Dig it. End of sorceries. Let's check out some enchantments. Now, we both had a miserable time playing this card a little while ago. Yeah. As foretold. Super slow, so you got to watch out, but it is a blue two enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a time counter on it, and then... On each turn, you can pay zero rather than the mana cost for spells with converted mana cost, X or less, where X is the number of time counters. It's slow. You get a zero drop the first turn. Then you get a one drop. Then you get a two drop. Then you get a... But when you get into four, five, six range, that's where all your steal effects come from. And you start to not even have to pay mana to steal stuff. It's a, it's a fun casual card. I like this card. I yeah. like it. And it lets you leave five mana open after you've stolen something, to cast Desertion to steal another thing. I like it. You know what else I like? I like Confiscate. Six mana. You control Enchanted Permanent. Now you, There's lots of things that enchant a permanent, and there are lots of things that cost less where you could just steal a creature or an artifact or an enchantment. Did you pick permanent because of the versatility? Because it does cost you a premium at the casting cost point. Dude, I picked like all the things that steal. That's just one of them. Okay. And versatility is key. The uh, The basement on that card is pretty high because, yeah, you're spending six, but you can get whatever you want. Whatever you want. You want that guy's cradle? Take it. All right. You want that creature? You want that artifact? Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. It's just saying the, the ground floor of Confiscate is probably even better than the ground floor on something like, say, Control Magic. Maybe. Control Magic, you gain control of Enchanted Creature, but it only costs four. So you're paying a two-mana premium to get whatever the hell you want. So, uh, I'll take it. I, I also like that you're playing the uncommon version, not the modern master's rare version of it, with crappier <laughs> art. <laughs> One of my favorites should be a st CCO staple. I'm hoping to make it someday. Corrupted Conscience. Oh, yeah, baby. Five mana. You control Enchanted Creature. Enchanted Creature has Infect. Yes. Another one of my personal favorites, Declaration of Naught. Blue, blue. When it enters the battlefield, name a card. Blue. Counter the spell with the name. F your general forever. Yeah, I like that one to hold in your hand for as long as you can. There's one opponent left. You know that he's going to cast his Gisela or his Iona or his whatever. <laughs> Declaration nah. of not. So good. Yeah. How about Dissipation Field? Four mana. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, bounce it. Excellent. I don't like that so much with all my steel effects, but... It sure deters attackers, because I've spent four mana, and all of your tokens can't hit me, or your six, seven, eight, nine mana cards, you're not going to want to cast again. I was totally just thinking it totally wrecks, like, Boros tokens or whatever, right? It doesn't stop an alpha strike that you die from. Yeah. But if there's still two other three other people in the game, somebody's still not going to alpha strike you because then they're dead on board to whatever anybody else has. So it's a, it's a, it's a cool one. How about gaseous form? Gaseous form, sorry. 
Ah, some atypical removal. This is white style removal. Enchant creature for blue two. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to and dealt by enchanted creature. You can gaseous form somebody. It's pacifism. Then you can boomerang that gaseous form after you've control magicked their creature. Neat. Right? So you, they're like, well, why would you steal that? It's got gaseous form. You go boomerang. Ha! And then you can do whatever you want and still gaseous form their blocker or whatever. I like it. How about insight? Enchantment. Whenever your opponent plays a green spell, draw a card. With your magical hack, you can change that to black spell or red spell or whatever to draw cards. Lay claim. Seven mana. You control enchanted permanent has cycling. So you're getting double utility there if it's like early game and you have lots of steel stuff. Cycling. Is this to stop token strategies or is this supposed to be a ley line of anticipation in ley line of singularity this lets us steal whatever we want with empress galena because it makes everything legendary oh. ah, and it also stops token strategies oh i like that because this deck is a little bit weak to token strategies because it can't steal everything we're not playing lots of massive bounce or wrath dig it how about mechanized production oh baby this can win you the game with your mere battle sphere so, enchant artifact you control for blue, blue, two. At the beginning of your upkeep, create a token copy that's a copy of enchanted artifact. Then if you control eight or more artifacts with the same name, you win the game. So with Mirror Battlesphere, it comes in, you get four mirror. The second one comes in, you get four more mirror and then win the game. Neat. Jesus. How about mind control? Five mana, steal a creature. Ristic study. Ah, uh, draw a card and you play a spell unless you pay one. I just need to draw more cards. Shifting Sky. Choose a color, magical hack that color. That's all non-land permanents, FYI. Cool. Yeah, cool. Telepathy. Telepathy now, yeah. Uh, enchantment for blue, your opponents play with their hands revealed. You're always going to know the best thing to steal. The only thing I have to warn anybody about with telepathy is have some way to differentiate cards in your hand from cards on the battlefield. Because, or, or, or just play with your hands tipped over but you're still holding them because it r is really easy to confuse your creatures in your hand and on the battlefield and i hate to say it but some people do like to cheat and telepathy makes it very easy to do so yeah it's it's, it's a little bit hard to play with but um if you're playing with your buddies or anybody in cco nation we know that you're not cheaters and if you are gtfo yeah i like that all right, let's do some artifacts. These are going to go real quick. Yes. Here we go. Sol Ring, Thran Dynamo, Commander's Sphere, Expedition Map, Hedron Archive, Mind Stone, Sapphire Medallion, Vidalcan Orrery. The only one I want to talk about is Vidalcan Orrery. The jury's still out. Some people say it's good. Some people say it's bad. We're playing mono blue. We can bluff counter spells all day. And we are playing some, so sometimes we don't even have to bluff. But you know what feels awesome? is you know somebody's going to attack you, instant speed mind control, and now you have a big blocker. Yeah. Yeah, so it lets you cast non-land cards as though they had flash. It could also be Leyline of Anticipation. They both cost four. They're both monetarily about the same price, which is like 20 to $25. So, I mean, all of a sudden leaving five or six or seven or eight mana up isn't isn't that big of a deal because you can do it at instant speed. It's super slick. It gives your creatures that you steal pseudo-haste to. Sweet. Dig that. All right, last card before we hit the land suite, which we'll touch on just very briefly, as we will probably do throughout most shows in the arc. Let's talk about the Planeswalker, who is Jace, Jace, Unraveler of Secrets. I don't mind this card. Five mana Jace, five loyalty, so he's got a big ass. Plus one, scry one, then draw a card. So it's repeatable draw, which we don't have a ton of in the deck. His minus two, return target creature to its owner's hand. So it's repeatable bounce, which is kind of a theme in the deck. And his minus eight is you gain an emblem with whenever an opponent casts his or her first spell each turn, counter that spell. It's repeatable counter. All of the things that we like in this deck. <laughs> Jace. Yeah. If it was like whoever unravel of secrets that you've never met before i'd like it way more okay good yeah okay let's talk real quick about a couple of lands we're of course playing all of the mono blue cycle lands we're playing a blighted cataract it also draws you some cards we're playing an arcane lighthouse that takes hexproof and shroud off of well it doesn't take it off but it makes it so you can target your opponent's stuff that have hexproof and shroud so you can control them or copy them 
from C18, we're playing Forge of Heroes. If your commander came into play this turn, you can either put another loyalty counter on it if it's a planeswalker, or you can put a plus one, plus one counter on it if it's just a creature. I, I You know what I like about that is it's a little bit tricksy. You can, you, you play your commander, I give it a plus one, you don't attack me with it. That's our deal. You hit Smitty a bunch, all of a sudden, you, Smitty's dead. I gain control of your commander. Now I have your buffed up commander to hit you with. Neat. It's political. Or if you really wanted to be super dirty, you could put an extra counter on somebody's Garrick version 1 so that they could alpha strike somebody else and kill them. All right, we've got a Maze of Ith. we got a Riptide Lab that puts wizards back in your hand. We've got CCO Staple Rogue's Passage, which makes creatures unblockable. We've got a Scavenger Grounds. That's a really good one. It's a land that removes all graveyards from the game for two mana. And of course, instead of basics, we're playing Snow-Covered Islands. For, uh, what's his name? Hydar? Hydar the Rhyme, Rhyme Wind. Wind. Butthole? The Rhine Wind. Yeah. Rhined Wind. Sounds like an orange peel. Yeah, orange peel. <laughs> we're also playing a Scrying Sheets to go along with those Snow-Covered Basics, so it adds a colorless, or you can pay Snow <laughs> and One and tap it to look at the top card of your library. If it's a Snow card, you can reveal it and put it into your hand. So it lets you draw if you draw a basic. Uh, it's like four thirteen dollars. Wow. Yeah, and all of those snow permanents are like three fifty. So here's the thing: if we're moving into the budget section, we've got a three hundred and thirty-one dollar deck here. If we cut the scrying sheets and the snow-covered islands, we can save like a cool hundred dollars. That is cool. Yeah, and. If we want to cut the, the funny part, so we've saved $100. Cryptic Command, Videlkin Ori. There's another almost 50 Wow. Okay, so there's 150 off the deck. If we want to cut that magical hack, Luan Cephalid Empress sub-theme, we save $5. <laughs> <laughs> so not only is that in there because it's, you know, like janky, unique, very CCO, but it, the budget is very CCO as well. Yes, it's very good. I dig that. So uh, if we cut 150 bucks off this deck, you're looking at like a $200 deck. Which is um, pretty good. Or, or just sub like $180 for this deck. I think that that's like really cheap. It's a deck that's good on its own, and it's also the best deck at the table at the same time. Uh, yeah. It, it Meaning your deck isn't the best. Somebody else's is, but you steal all the stuff and make your deck. The, the deck best. scales very well. We'll talk about that in the strengths and weaknesses. But I think you had a couple things to suggest for the list instead of like gather specimens. Yes, we could drop gather specimens and play Reigns of Power. That's an instant for Blue Blue 2. And you and target opponent just switch creatures. So if your board presence sucks, as sometimes a blue board presence can do, and somebody else's board presence is awesome because they're playing Celestia tokens, you can beat them to death with your own creatures. Or it can act as a pseudo-fog if you're getting Alpha Strike. Yeah, and you know what else I like is somebody's attacking in, and you actually switch with, like, player four's creatures. Not even the player that's attacking you, then you block with player four's creatures and you kill all of the creatures that are attacking and blocking. So you like pseudo wrath two people. Super cool. Yeah, that happened to me one time and got I got so blown out. <laughs> the dude that was attacking, all his shit died because, of course, I blocked so all his stuff would die. And all of uh, player four's creatures died. <laughs> and then we switched back and I had nothing. So everybody had nothing. <laughs> Parody. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Another thing I would suggest to include, instead of that stupid beguiler of Will's, just cut her, send her off to the curb, because we don't like her anymore, invite in Arcanus the Omnipotent. Ooh, yeah. He's like a uh, blue, blue, blue three for a wizard. You tap him to draw three cards. Yeah, I think he's a three, four, and you can also tap blue, blue two to put him back in your hand. Yes. So he's got some evasion on him, and he's a wicked sick repeatable card draw engine. He's just good in blue. He's like a utility creature, but he's he's good. I like him lots. Cool picture, too. Very cool. Okay, strengths and weaknesses, really good. You mentioned the deck can scale well. You were playing up against a really powerful deck. You're now really powerful because you just steal their stuff. Yeah. I've told the story lots of times, and I played the episode 5 commie of the butt crack everything clone dot deck deck that those were the best games because you're playing against all these bomb ass cards and you just all your shit 
is now the best thing over and over and over again. What's better than getting a Terastodon? Getting a Terastodon for every card you play. <laughs> okay, not your typical blue permission style deck or your typical blue combo deck. Let's people play, have their turn. They can swing at each other and do all the nasty things to each other, but as soon as they turn on you, that's when you steal it. Yeah. Let them do the heavy work, right? Yeah. The heavy lifting. These decks like this are lots of fun for that exact reason. Because you're you're not that, oh, I'm going to combo kill you. Oh, response all the time. You're you're just playing magic. You're playing some kind of janky includes and you're just, you're having fun. Your deck is always fun and nobody can fault you for that, even if they are the ones getting host. <laughs> uh, not super expensive. That is a strength. We're talking about this fun deck. Couple cuts, less than 200 bucks. And that's always welcome. Yeah. Okay, weakness. Still the mono blue problem. Similar to tier one tune down decks that we did, you have to kind of convince people that it's not your typical mono blue. Like you say, response, uh, no. I hate when, I hate. I shouldn't say I hate because then somebody's going to do it to me when I play with them in, <laughs> in real life, but I hate when people say no and they lay down a counter spell. Like S my D, I hate that. Yeah. This is not that list. Never will it be that. Well, I mean, sometimes, I guess, you have a counterspell. Yeah, there's a couple counterspells. There is a, there is, yeah. Yeah, but whatever. You don't have the blue symbol on your shirt with nope underneath it, and you put a card on the table and point to it like an asshole. Oh, I want to powerbomb somebody through a table when they wear that shirt. Yeah. One of us bought that. Was it Joel? Is it Smitty? Somebody bought that shirt. Somebody in our Vegas crew bought that shirt. Let's get him. And I was super mad because while it is douchey, it's also kind of funny. And then the red one said YOLO on it, so I couldn't even buy it because I have to kick my own ass. <laughs> I'd be the first person ever in Las Vegas history to be arrested for beating their own ass on the strip. I beat the shit out of myself and went to jail for assault. That's how bad it would be. They'd send me to court. Why did you beat the crap out of yourself, sir? YOLO. Look at my shirt. And they just sent me to jail forever. I'd never see the light of day again. All because of that damn shirt. Still still choked about it. <laughs> Should we move on? Yes. To card of the week. Okay. We're talking about advantage. We're talking about blowing out people. They spent all their mana. We spent just a little bit of mana to undo all of their stuff. What is the poster child for that? Should we play the, the Jeopardy song? Now that'd be me singing again. I'll just tell you. Cyclonic Rift is the answer to that question. God dang. Uh, Ban-worthy or not? The I hate being blown out by it part of me wants to say, of course, Bannered, it's way too strong. But everybody a, hates getting blown out. Yeah, because it's an instant and it's it feel it, it's a feel-bad card. I'll give it that. But I don't think it's so strong that it can't be done. Most decks have a rebuild function that you can get. So I think it's okay. And you know what the other thing I like about it is lots of times when you do it end of... A player to your right's turn, lots of times you just win the game. And that makes it feel a lot different than a lot of lockout strategies or something like Armageddon where, like, nobody can play now and I don't win. Yeah. Cyclonic Rift, if you got creatures, you just bounce all their blockers and you swing and you kill them. And then you play a new game. Yeah. And give, that's... It a, give it a quick read. Cyclonic Rift, instant, blue one, return target non-land permanent you don't control to its owner's hand, overload, blue six, do it to everything. Yeah. Yeah, do it to everything Super you don't sweet. control. It isn't a land. So that one is going into the pot for the card of the week arc of mono problematic giveaway along with the foil Cathars Crusade. Ooh. Yeah, prize pot's looking pretty sweet. Yeah, there was a little bit of a cherry pick, but you know what? We've earned it. Uh, I was going to say, but you know what, CCO Nation, you're worth it. Absolutely you are. Yeah. Best audience in the world. We talked about that earlier. Sweet. Okay, so you can remember, you can win that by subscribing or commenting on YouTube. Yeah, check out our YouTube page, interact with us. You could be entered to win our super sweet card of the week giveaway, which is the Catholic Crusade and the Cyclonic Rift. Milk. Keep your eye on Facebook for all of that detail. All of those details. Milk list? Everybody loves the milk list. The new and improved milk list. Okay, the milk list, as per EDHREC.com, is the most popular cards in each converted mana cost in any color combination. Today, mono blue. So the new and improved milk list is uh, we're going to look at one drops besides soul ring because soul ring is every people's one drops. Okay, so mono blue, top zero drop, ever flowing chalice. Nah. Not playing it. Not even playing Pact of Negation. Nah. Okay, after Soul Ring at the one drop slot, Brainstorm and Ponder. Neither of those. Neither. 
are we counting Sol Ring? We gotta count Sol Ring because we're playing it. Don't count Sol Ring. We're counting it. That's it. I have the milk list. Two drop slot. Counterspell. No. Not in the list. Blue Sun Zenith at three. Nope. Factor Fiction at four. Nope. Gilded Lotus at five. Nope. Cage Sun at six. Nope. Scourge of the Fleets at seven. Nope. Treasure Cruise. Nope. Dink Smell Leviathan. Nope. Omniscience. Nope. Temporal Trespass. Nope. Enter the Infinite. Nope. Emrakul. Nope. Blink Ma. Wait a second. Say it right. Dink Mouth Infusion. No. No, but I painted one of those the other day. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is it a dink going into a mouth? Ah, damn it. I missed the boat. <laughs> no, you didn't. Don't Google that. Emrakul the Eons Torn. Nope. One Milk List match in Sol Ring. And I told you not to count Sol Ring. You would have swept the table. Swept the table onto the floor, then put your foot up on the table like Captain Morgan. Oh, I want to drink Captain Morgan and Mountain Dew. Huh. Can you tell I like to drink? I'm drinking that rum. <laughs> and can you tell I'm a gamer? I'm drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> okay, spicy calculator. Lawan, Cephalid Empress. 109 lists on EDHREC.com only. She's the 29th most popular commander. She's right above... Tomorrow, Azani's Familiar. It's just the worst name ever. And right below, Tromokratus. <laughs> what the hell? Like, if you don't know what either of those cards do... We don't blame you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's even below Ixidor Reality Sculptor. <laughs> so bad. I want to build him. No, Moving on. <laughs> okay. Average converted mana cost, 3.9. You know, that is... I think we're casual commander lives. And you have a lot of seven drops in this deck. Yeah, we're playing. We're playing. Um, uh, search for tomorrow. No, what's the? What are we playing? As foretold. We got this. Yeah, it's it's perfect. They're we, fine. It's free. We got this. Tutors in the deck. None. I didn't play any. Not even the free one. Yeah, the closest one is that Adele, where we're just tutoring for your soul ring. <laughs> Optimal game size. I play this in big people games. Big lots of people in the game. Because it gives you more opportunity to steal more better stuff. Makes Rift better. Uh, it makes, yeah, makes your deck better because you're scaling. You're just picking the best thing that everybody else plays. Your deck scales better than probably most other people's because you are basically playing what everybody else is playing. Very, yeah, very much so. It's slow. Uh, you're not breaking any land speed records, as I always say. No. And I, I, you don't want to be. You don't want to be stealing stuff early anyways. You want to steal high impact stuff. Correct. Get that mana advantage, get that board presence. Uniqueness rating, cards different than EDH, rec.com, 27 only. Well, it's not very many. Well, Lawan is a little bit tricky because she's like steel dot commander, right? Right. So we played some We played some weird ones, and uh, I mean, you could spice this deck up. You punch it all in, 49.1 on the spicy calculator. We're so close to the 50 test. Doesn't quite pass the 50 test, but it's, it's close. You know um, what I mean? You know what? I'm going to give it... Honorary 50 test because we're playing a commander in the box with Lawan's Cephalid Empress. And Cephalids. Bro, yeah. we got to do Cephalid Tribal. Dude, what are you signing us up for? Cephalid Tribal? Cavu Tribal? What the hell? I'm just saying maybe there's an arc of Tribal in like in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> arc of Trash Tribal? God. We do like alliteration. That is true. So, lots of onboard card advantage. Uh, honorary 50 test. Final thoughts of the day? I'm doing Minotaurs for the red deck. Trash Tribal right now. Oh, I think I just traded my didgeridoo in at the last event I was at. F that, you traded it to me like a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh. I don't know if that's a teaser or not. I may or may not actually do that, but stay tuned. Okay, so just a reminder, check us out on YouTube. Like, follow, share, subscribe, whatever it is you do. Smash the like button. I know that's the thing I'm supposed to say. Get you entered into our super sweet card of the week giveaway, which we'll be giving away at the end of the seventh episode of the arc. Also, check us out anywhere else on social media, including commandercookout.com, where you can find details on all of our giveaways and our social media coordinates to see where you can find our articles and everything else that we get up to over the next little while. As far as this deck goes, it's a deck after my own heart because it is a version of a deck that I built years ago that I still have and I super love. It's lots of fun to play. It scales really well. You can play it in any big, slower, casual game. It's not going to beat any CDH decks, but you know what? You're going to have fun with it when you sit down to play a casual game with your buddies and drink some beer, and that is what we're all about here on the show. It also gets you out of that 
box or I'm the mono blue player and I'm so much better than you because I play mono blue. You notice how we couldn't even make that joke today on the show because we stayed so far away from that. So we solved the mono blue problem of not having a board presence and we solved the mono blue problem of you're a douchebag for playing it. Two for one. (laughs) Two for one. That's exactly the theme of this episode. Ba-boom. On that note, we're going to sign off for this week. We're going to be back next week with a mono black deck. I'm not sure what the mono black problem is, but we're going to figure it out in between now and then, and we will let you know on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Cephala Tribal.